hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. Welcome, Todd. Yeah, back, back again. Back again, back and again. welcome, Andrew. Good topic today, I think. We could talk about like what everybody wants for Christmas and things like that, but that's... Oh, come on, man. I, you know... We're not, I think all, we're not all saying this will help. Our us priorities now. are some are, are hunting tactics, correct? In late season, which is right where we're at. Because I'm gonna tell season, you, yeah. If anybody wants a challenge, it's it's killing a mature yeah. buck. Go find one that's season. left. Because uh, it's it's not an easy task to do. No, it's but, not. But and it's gonna, harder and a lot of it's hard everywhere. But it's it's very hard, very uniquely hard here. Yes, it's and difficult. So we're gonna. We're going to share some some tactics and some ideas, and we're going to talk about the the second rut, which is a highly debatable topic. It's a tough subject. It is. Um, let's go ahead and get out of the way. Are you for, or do you think, true or false, there is a second rut? I think there's a very, very, very small, unpatternable second rut. There, there and you I go. think it's, it's a good way to describe early that. fawns that are reaching maturity. I think they'll come in for a little cycle, and any does that are left that did not get bred, and that talks and, and, and that's, mm-hmm. that involves the doe buck ratio too, Correct. because there are does that, you know, they'll, you know, they just don't get bred. Correct. You know? so, Some of them are just old stag does, right. like old turkey hen will so get we'll, stag. Or, we'll definitely hit on that. Um, well, you want to refer to my notes? Yeah, yeah. There's your notes. They <laughs> got an empty notepad in front of me. Your podcast. <laughs> notes. This is a video podcast, <laughs> right? This is a, this this old scratch pad yeah. of empty notes. Um. So first, how's everybody doing? We're Everybody's good. healthy. I'm healthy now. We're all in one piece, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. How many uh, days till Christmas, Todd? Fifteen. And how do you know how many hours? Oh, I can tell you real quick. Hold okay. on. You guys don't have this on your phone. That's I right. Don't. You're I fifteen mean, days, eight hours, forty-seven minutes, and fifty-four, fifty-three, fifty-two <laughs> seconds. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. It's right there. Like, you That's got right. the countdown. Yeah, going, man. man. Absolutely. You're all year with countdown. All year. You're a big Christmas guy. Oh, freak. That in the opening day of archery. Yeah, that's important too. That's a that's a big one. So First we're Christmas. so let's just jump right into the, these late season tactics because um, it's it's a lot of it's it's more than one ways to skin a cat. There's so, a lot of guesswork. It's all educated is. guessing too. And yeah, there's a lot of luck involved. But but you hit on it when you said educated too. Yeah, but the you three know. of us sitting here, we'll get it figured out. Oh yeah, real quick. You know, real quick. I've always thought you know my number one tactic is what I like to call home invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, go where the bucks are laying. Yep. You know, especially later in the year. Yeah. It's hard to do early in the year because they move around so much on their own. But and right now, when they start getting dormant, right. Yeah. And 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 we're not really gonna get into um, dog hunting because yeah. that's a that's a different animal. That's the luck totally of totally different. Yeah. Because uh, you know, it is another tactic if mm-hmm. you want to jump in with a hunt club somewhere and uh, and see see if you can. Uh, have good luck in, sure. in in hunting with one of the clubs. And that you are can always, with dogs. you know, a, a guy lives right down the street from Peace You Hunt. Man, I saw a nailer going this going to this block yesterday. Y'all should start there tomorrow. That's the only head start you get. It's the yep. only guesswork you mm-hmm. get. And everybody's on their stand. Everybody's ready. Got the radio turned from down. That everybody's point, nice it's, and it's ready. Literally luck of the draw. From and there. as soon as you hear a bark, you just imagine this forty pointer coming coming right to you. And then it's probably going to be nothing. If it is something, it's probably going to be a doe or a little scrubby buck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but you have this wild imagination. That's more playful, more it's, fun, but it's like you, way you, less productive. You got his blood boiling now. Oh, I yeah. think we said we're not going to talk about that. Right. No, but right. that's way less productive. I mean, it, it, if you see a giant deer cross a road, let's put dogs on them. That's about the only way you get oh, yeah. it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Other you than that, it's just a shot in the dark. Well, and then you got man drives, which I, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of man drives personally. I, I used to kind of see a benefit in it yeah. but i think you run i think you end up running your deer off your property you're adding human pressure yeah, a lot let more alone pressure. dog pressure and then there's the safety factor correct so, and you're not adding enough pressure because right. if you run your dogs through there and you kind of blow them out they'll come back if right. you're just walking through the woods ah, ha, ha, no deer come out oh okay i guess there's no deer in here and but they're now they're not gonna come back type. correct you just walked right by them you never touched them i'm a fan of the good old uh what you know what we all call still hunting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is actually not what it's still actually hunting just hunting it's everywhere just hunting, else yeah. right so still hunting i think is is that term is 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 the true tracking and stalking mm-hmm. form of hunting mm-hmm. that's what and and people think oh well that doesn't make sense cuz it's called still hunting well you know 
well, we call it still hunting, and that's just that's because you're just sitting in one place. Um, late season, and temperatures start to get very low. Um, sitting in one place for a long period of time gets kind of boring. Okay. And um, cold. Unless you are sitting uh, in a pretty hot place, hot spot, um, that has a lot of deer activity that – uh, you know, you've done your recon, you, you've looked at your trail cameras and you're, you're on a mm-hmm. pretty good buck and you've got a pretty good idea that this, this buck's going to come out and it could be a food plot. You know, food plots, I think are one of the best places to hunt. Now's when they start to shine. Yeah. Yep. yeah and, and you're hitting it there too, because so when you, when you read all the articles, when you, when you talk to biologists, you know, that late season, that secondary rut, it's so all rut phases are you know they're they're focused around the does right and, and we talked about it earlier it's it's the the yearling does that hadn't reached maturity yet when that first rut came in right. or the the mature does that weren't bred or the breeding was missed whatever 28 days later that cycle comes back through and they're ready all right but a lot of times those deer uh, because of the the chasing phase during the rut the bucks um, they're worn out and temperatures yep. are getting cooler and they're looking to pack the pounds on, and they're looking to get ready, uh, you know, for that winter. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it, it changes in northern states versus southern states because southern states are, are, our rut can be so crazy, right? Because it's yep. environmentally yeah. driven, and a lot of reasons, um, the rut, rut can be really spread out over over a month. Really, yeah, you it know? can be. Seems like sometimes five it, or six days. It'll be hit here. Yeah. It'll be hitting there, but it won't be going on here. Whereas yep. if you go up north, you know, it's two to three weeks. Most of the breeding is mm-hmm. happening there, yep. but. The thing is, you know, we talked about food sources. They are trying to pack on the pounds for the winter. So yeah. if you can find those food sources and find those does, that's where you're going to find those. This was a hard box. year to hunt the first run because there's so much food. Oh, so yeah. many everywhere. acorns. Some, I mean, corn and beans standing everywhere. Oh, beans stood around here forever this year. Everywhere. Yeah. Now, and if you the, still have a standing bean field, you still got a chance. That's a, that's a great place yeah, to be. That's an awesome place to be it's a right great now. Place to be. Because a lot of acorns are drying up. And and I'm telling you, they're probably not laying very far from that. No, I would I would imagine right now a, a mature buck circle is less than 500 yards. Yeah. So that's including his daily water and his food. Oh and yeah. Like what Matt said, you know, a couple episodes ago, everything's a trade. You trade calories for energy, energy for calories. If you don't think you're getting enough, it may maybe more beneficial just cut your circle back and eat less. Yep. So those deer aren't roaming and ranging as the weather starts pushing down on them. Nope. They walk slower, too. And they walk you know, slower. That's, they t- that's, they that's conser- good for me. Conserve their energy. Uh, yeah. They yeah, it's almost, good. I, I think I've read something where that's uh, they you can really notice in this study that they almost drag, bucks will drag mm-hmm. their feet late in the season. It's almost like a kid that's like getting, Yeah, just rounding third, you know, in the 10th yeah, inning. Like, yeah. Know, so yep. they're exhausted, and they've yeah, been just, they've been yeah. run hard. They've been the the little bucks have been run super hard since you know second week of bow season because they do like I think Matt was saying that eighty twenty rule twenty percent of the bucks do eighty percent of the breeding, but eighty percent of the bucks do twenty percent of the breeding. That eighty percent is doing a ton of work, right? A ton. Of, he's herding does, he's patterning does, he's working scrapes, mm-hmm. and then right when it comes time for him to find a girlfriend, big boy comes by, runs him off. Mm-hmm. So those little bucks are really broke down right now, really dragging. If you see him. He's probably doing all the right things, but I don't know if he's doing that at the right times because he's just so exhausted. Right. A big deer is probably not going to show himself unless there's a good reason to show it. He might step out in the field just because it's been a, you know, he may still have a couple of scrapes left. Hot doe has been working his scrape, or any doe has been working his scrape. Uh, no scrapes. He's just out of habit checking those scrape lines. I think he's more pattern driven, and the little buck is still scratching a little bit, still, still really trying to get out and explore on his own. Right. Yep. So let's go right back to food source because they got to eat. Oh, yeah. Every day. Um, Almost every day. You know, standing crops are always good, of course. If, if you're going to if you're gonna sit, not still hunt, let's just say, we'll call it sit. If you're going to sit on a food source, if you got standing beans, uh, uh, busted up cornfield or something like that, that's, that's great. Now, that's as good as it gets right now. You know, deer management, a lot of people, um, you know, if they're putting food plots in on their property, uh, late season um, turnips and beets. Turnips and huge. beets are perfect once they get yeah. a frost. Yep. yep. And I even hear late in the season if you want to get more deer coming out there because they usually have to, uh, they got to paw at those things mm-hmm. and, and, and dig them up. Yep. I mean, you can you can till it, do a do a light till yep. over that yep. property. Part of the work for them. Work yeah. them up, work them up to the surface. You'll do wonders. Absolutely. For your food plot. You're, you're I mean, taking out see, all the physical work from yes, the air. Yes, yeah. and you will see almost, you know, 
instant, within a day or two, instant yeah. sign of uh, of the deer picking up on that, and, yep. and, and they're going to probably maybe even hit that thing uh, two, maybe even three times a day. Exactly. They'll try um, to get that first light feed maybe in the middle of the day when it warms up. They can walk around again. Then if they got any energy left, right before bed. Yes. Because uh, most deer, you, you always at least in this area, you have to go back and forth with the dog hunters because everything's nocturnal. If you're anywhere close to a club that hunts right now, does are nocturnal, pressure, which pressure, makes your pressure, hunting man. miserable. Yeah. Because if you're uh, rewind a month, if you're sitting and staying, I saw nine does, one spike, no bucks. Nine does, one spike, no bucks. And then they slowly just start to go away and go away and go away as the pressure gets on. As weather changes some, but as that pressure stacks on, when the club goes in there, runs them once or twice, those does are scattered. Yeah. And the bucks are scattered. And yeah. the big bucks may have gotten run, may have gotten killed, maybe got run off, but they don't have any other deer to pattern with. So either fewer deer or those deer are just all nocturnal right now. So mm-hmm. anything you see during the day right now is a huntable deer. Whether you want to shoot them or not, you got to yeah. hunt over top of the deer that you're seeing. Well, and now is a good opportunity to... <clears throat> If you're going to truly talk about deer management, if you want to thin the herd and, yep. and take some does, it's a great time of year to do time. so. Perfect, Perfect time, time to do it. Not And you know what? Some people, maybe they have enough meat. You know, Maybe they're happy with it. Mm-hmm. So don't forget about organizations like Hunters for the Hungry. Oh, yeah. Um, Todd, you know a lot about them. Yeah, we've partnered with Hunters for the Hungry here. I, I, I know as long as we've been here at this store, which yes. goes back to at least 2012, somewhere right in there. And it so, well before that, even at the old place. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I didn't didn't realize it went back that far with us, but yeah, I mean, we uh, we have a collection trailer here. We're a collection site for hunters for the hungry. Um, they provide millions of pounds of, of venison for the homeless, for the needy, for folks that wouldn't otherwise be able to have a meal each yeah. and every year. And they, you know, they they're able to to get all that and provide all that by going to these collection sites all across the state of Virginia, where folks just just like the three of us mm-hmm. sitting here, maybe our freezer's full. You know, maybe everybody in our family, you know, that their freezers are full too. So you go out there and you take another animal, you take take another deer, drop it off on one of these collection sites. It's very simple to do. You just give us a call, let us know, hey, I got one. Uh, it does have to be field dressed. Yep. You bring it in, you, you give us a call ahead of time. Uh, you come on back with here anyhow. You come on back to the fishing counter and we fill out just a little bit of information. You got to get your name. Uh, birth date, all that good stuff, address. Uh, it has to be checked. License number, it has to be checked. Number, so yeah. got to have the license number. Got to be legal. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. please be legal. <laughs> and then we just we toss it in the uh, toss it in the walk in cooler, and they pick up once a week. Yep. It is it's an incredible. It's an thing. awesome yeah. program. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to definitely throw it uh, throw a shout out out to Hunters for the Hungry, and just and just let people know that hey, you know, you, sometimes it's going to run through your mind. Do I really want to shoot this doe? But you know what? Uh, some people, I think, they go out and they specifically hunt for does just for hunters for the hungry, and mm-hmm. I think it's a, a lot of people thing. do. A it's an awesome thing. It's man. a great thing. It's an awesome thing. You know, because you're 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 killing two birds with one stone. You're 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 helping your doe buck ratio. Right. You're scratching your own itch too yep. to go hunt, and yep. you're hopefully you're, you're feeding some. You're feeding the hungry. Yeah, yep. they do. Um, I mean, millions across the, across the country, millions yeah. of meals every year. It's, it's, it's a huge organization. It's an awesome organization. Completely overlooked, if you ask me. I think not, not enough attention or credit is given to hunters for the Correct. hungry because it's funded by sportsmen. And if you were to say, well, somebody just gave us a deer. If you knew what that deer cost, yeah. between the bullet that shot it, the rifle that guy was holding, the clothes he was wearing, and the time he put in over the summer, yep. that's one giant donation. Yes, it yeah, is. It, it's, a, it's a big thing that, that hunters do, and I'm thankful to be one of them. So we just hit on... That home invasion, before you change something, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I think. So you let's go ahead close. and let's talk about home invasion as a tactic. Because the reason why I like doing this late in the season... Um, and I think a lot of people do because one, it's colder, and oh, yeah. it sucks to sit and and freeze your ass. It's a off. hard three or four hour sit. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas when I say home invasion is, if you do your recon, you do your research right, and you kind of know, you get an idea. You don't just you know you don't just roll up into an area Correct. and and hope. Well, you have to really do your research and figure some things out. And one of the things I always like to figure out too is, well, what if what if I do get on top of him? What if I jump him? Where is he going to go mm-hmm. when I jump him? Yep. And what do I do when I jump him? Now, of course, the wind plays a huge factor in that. But if you have an idea of where you think he's going, you can always dip on out and maybe head there mm-hmm. and then sit and wait. Or you can just sit your ass right there. He'll come stay right back. Put, he'll eventually, he'll come back. Sometimes they'll just come right on back. Yep. As long as you didn't push him real hard. So you got to figure. We're fortunate too. We can shoot buckshot here. So I don't want to say you have to just charge in there head first, right. run and gun. But if you're walking in and exploring, 
he gets up, you got a good chance to kill him. That, yes, you, know? you do. But if you you're get, you cold be, and downwind, yeah. you may get close to him. You have to be ready for it. Yeah. Uh, some people just kind of walk on through the woods. And, it's going to uh, be I mean, like flushing a rabbit. It man. should it's take you. Quick. It should probably take you two and a half hours to move a few hundred yards. Yeah. If you're creeping. Yeah. If you're nice creeping. and slow. Yep. And some things to kind of keep in mind on that, too, is your weather conditions. One, a, a slight breeze is not a bad thing, as long as the wind is in your favor. Um, if the ground is crunchy, it's not, uh, good. It's not a good time to do it, unless it's it's a pretty windy day. I mean, because they're going to hear you coming. Correct. And well before you if, ever if see you or get, hear them. If you get a good rain or a snow, uh, you get a real soft ground, man, it's 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 prime time to do something yeah. like that. A light snow or a heavy rain where you can you can slip in, slip out, and you have some some sort of visual sign. I can see hoof prints and what looks like a couple of big ones, and in the rain they slide. So you you have you know a palm size hoof print might look like a hand size right. hoof print in the rain, but when you get kind of close, you really think it's going on. You see a lot of fresh deer tracks because if it rains, it'll wash them clean. You can really cover some ground. You can really hone in on that deer, and that home invasion may not. You may not kill them that day, but you may have a whole lot better idea where you need to hang a stand and hunt on Tuesday. Right. It yeah. give you a or, whole or, lot of recon. Hey, it right gives there. you it gives you good scouting abilities mm-hmm. for the following season. And you too. know what the season looks like because you can remember in April when you cut roads and limbed everything. But most of the time during hunting season, people don't do work days. Right. You can go in the woods exactly where you need to be, drop a pin, come back in two months, limb everything you need to limb. It, it's it's an awesome tool that a lot of people overlook. Right. A lot of a lot of still hunters or, or stand hunters would will overlook that. Yeah, and going back to it, it's 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 not as monotonous, I guess. It's, Correct. It's, it's a little more entertaining. It's it's it requires more patience. Yes, uh, some people maybe they just don't have the patience to mm-hmm. do that. Uh, but it's a lot of energy I, too. I'm up. To yeah, it does. Do. It yeah. is. Um, you almost have to take a pack and just mm-hmm. you know you have to take your lunch or whatever. But middle of the day, one of the I think it's just one of the the funnest more more fun more challenging ways to hunt um and you know if you want to get a good shot at at taking a a big buck a mature deer i mean this is this is one of your best options yeah because, middle of the day is a great option too because yeah. it lets you warm up lets the woods wake up he may still be in his bed he may not be but you'll see a whole lot of sign yep. just by you know walking around two three hours on foot and we've talked about this in other podcasts too how many big bucks are killed between like 10 and 2 not enough, but a whole bunch. Right. A whole bunch. And a whole bunch more Correct. could be killed. Right. And if people, just like three of us, we're all deer hunters, but we all have jobs. If I had a chance to sit all day, I think I would. Yeah. I get bored. I get squirmy. I might get out and walk around for 20, 30 minutes, walk out to my truck, come back. But it, it, that's a whole whole lot of deer get killed in the middle yeah. of the day. Mm-hmm. And, and if you got, for good reason. If you got the property size to, to do it, then, mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's hard to do on 40 acres. Yeah. But if you got two or 300, you can go explore a little bit, a little bit of water, a little bit of holly trees, a little bit of open woods, and you can kind of give it a good kind of ground and pound all on one day. It's always worth trying, yeah. Yep. And uh, another place I like looking, especially in the morning, cold mornings, uh, sunny hillsides. Broomstraw. Broomstraw and sunny hillsides. Yep. Uh, honeysuckle thickets. Yeah, and honeysuckle. Yeah, honeysuckle, thickets. mountain laurel, oh, anything yeah, like yeah, that. They'll, like that. they'll yeah. get in it. It still gives them good cover, but a lot of light gets through them. Yep. yep. And, and, you know, I know we're not here talking about the dog hunters, but – I mean, they play a big role in this. They, too, they yeah. do, but and another thing, going back to it, you know, as the season gets colder, those deer herds, those does, they get together, and yep. later in the year when it starts getting colder, that's where they're at. They're Correct. in those thick places, and that's when you'll, that's when twelve, fifteen deer will, will blow out of a place. And a buck doesn't find them because they're boyfriend and girlfriend. A buck finds them because it's cold. Yeah. And there you go. When you find them, you're gonna find them all. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You'll find them all very close, and that's another good point. When it gets cold, cold, you you got to go off the water. Mm-hmm. Is right now, and that's a it's an old dog hunter's myth, if you will. They a whole lot of big bucks live and die in the water. Spend their whole life knee deep or lower in water. They just are swamp deer. I I think to believe that they do. When it gets cold, their bed is frozen. I'm not gonna sleep on a frozen bed. I highly doubt the deer is. Also, he's gonna back up. He's gonna mm-hmm. find some thick cover. It's gonna be hard to find him because he's probably sleeping in a cutover lap pile or you oh, know yeah. really thick mountain laurel or somewhere it's got a lot of cover on it. But he's gonna back off that water because the water is gonna be five to ten degrees colder than it is from where you walked away from your truck. It's cold, a lot of cold air. Mm-hmm. And that cold air gets pushed down. It, it, it'll push the deer out on their own. And if you were to make some sort of dog drive or man drive attempt, 
normally in the water is no good, but right outside, one on either side. Yeah. It's a good place to find a big deer hanging around. Well, and, and two is, is, is locating bedding areas. Yep. If you can locate a bedding area, I mean, you, you don't, sometimes you get lucky, mm-hmm. but I think if you can really do your work, do your due diligence and figure out some things, if you find a great bedding area for deer and you can track them with your trail cameras on what they're doing it it's it, it it will definitely help pay off oh yeah in in, in the when you when you decide to do any uh sort of tracking or sure. um or or still hunting so what you se. call your home invasion to compliment that the second part of that i would just say take your rifle for a walk you're barely yeah. hunting right you're doing a whole lot more research than you are for uh, recovery right you are just i got my gun with me in case i jump something but you're still actively hunting but yeah. you're looking for uh bedding area that's either still warm or freshly matted down and i'll either he's either on his way here or on his way out i just bumped him or you know maybe i'll sit here for two hours if he comes back by but you're really just exploring the woods because it looks way yeah. different now than it does the second week of bow season and if you're way if, different the covers change bedding areas change yeah and i mean changed. and some people like to if you really want to challenge take your bow yeah and do it that way that's, that's 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 difficult but yeah. you know that's the thing is finding that deer and being able to to walk up and sneak up on a buck while he's bedding and shoot him in the bed. I yeah. mean, that's it's hard. It's, it's a whole lot of factors. It's, going it's difficult it, yeah. to do that, but it's doable. Yeah. It can happen. And there's a lot of most of the people around here are tree stand hunters. Yeah. I'm a tree stand hunter. Right. And when it comes time to do something else, I'll go do something else. But don't be afraid to sit on a bucket. Take a little, you know, three leg camp seat with you. If you want to go around, got your backpack, got your snacks, that, your rifle, yeah. you're ready my, to go. I take my Avery Swamp seat, man. Yep. Some of the coolest yeah, you sit, hunts. You can sit, you know, two you inches of water, stick, you're right there when yeah. he's there. I take some the Swamp seat. Some of the coolest hunts I know that I've ever had, thinking back on it, were mornings I got screwed up and I wasn't able to get to my stand. You just want And I go into else. an area that I don't pressure all the time and I'll just sit, you know, just yeah. s- sit on the ground, clear a spot, sit on the yep. ground. And yep. I've had some really, really cool encounters mm-hmm. in those yeah. areas that. A, they weren't pressured, and B, you know, you just you're going somewhere different. That you, you discover new things yeah. too. You, you got to like be really, get out of your comfort zone. You got to be you're, really you're, wind cautious when you're on the ground. Oh you yeah, make sure it's in your favor. Sure. And when yeah. you're in the middle of a 200 acre hardwoods, you can't be right with the wind. You can be less wrong with the wind because you don't know if a deer is going to show up behind mm-hmm. you or in front of you. You can play the, you know, 90 to 180 degrees in front of you. Now, yeah, I think he's going to come out in front of me, and then you know, biggest buck of your life walk 10 yards behind yeah. you. You just have no idea. You know, winds can never really be too right, can never really be too wrong. Yeah. Another important, uh, I guess, tool to take with you is binoculars. If you're if you're hunting this way, Huge. you have Huge. to have, in my opinion, you have to have a good set of glasses on you. Oh, no doubt. Um, because a lot of the time, and you know, you have to kind of, I mean, you can really strain your eyes because yeah. I, my, my eyes get strained after a while because you are actually, when you're doing this, my I, I'm using my glasses a lot. Yeah, and I got to take breaks from it because you're you're really looking for any sort of movement whatsoever. You're looking and for a it, camouflage animal. Absolutely, yeah. no, you, you are. <laughs> any you know, sign of life. Yeah. It's, Birds it's getting out of the way. Yeah, you know, uh, brush moving. Oh yeah, yeah. It, well it's different, but it's the same. You know, when when Billy and I went out to New Mexico this year, yeah, the second encounter we had there, uh, we we're walking around a ridge top, and he you know he freezes, he smells elk, and so we stop and we hear him, and you can hear him clunking, and they got ahead of us. So we worked down around the ridge. You know, we got aggressive. We went in there. And as we're, you know, we're walking through there, it's like, man, you're catching the wind right and you can smell them, but you can't see them. So, you know, we get our glasses out, right? We get our binoculars out and we're scanning, we're scanning, we're scanning. And I, I see a nose flare in my binoculars. It's like, oh, my God, there they are. Yeah. They're 60 yards away, bed yeah. it down. And I caught a nose, I caught a nostril flaring is what I caught. And you never would have seen it. Oh, no. Never yeah. Was. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not just binoculars. It's and you'd have walked in there optics. like some two left foot. Yeah, you know, somebody who doesn't know any better, unless you had someone with you. you exactly. Know, you would have just gone busting them up and yeah. Oh, yeah. could have ruined your hunt the rest of the week. Right. But, you I mean, and that's the importance of quality glass, too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're able to get the contrast. You're able to be able to – I mean, we were – literally, it was almost like looking into a cutover. Yeah. Being able to focus and, and get your, and get your, your and eyes right. And to do right. that for a couple hours a day. Yeah. It's hard oh, man, on your eyes. It's really hard on your eyes. Another thing you find yourself doing that I do all the time is as I'm moving, I'm kind of – I'm looking ahead at I'm scanning for for deer, mm-hmm. but I'm also planning my route in front of me. Bingo. And a lot of people fail to do that, and then they get stuck. And they're like, "Man, you, you want to put yourself in a good position to one, you, you want to stay camouflaged. Mm-hmm. Two, you don't want to make any noise. So 
you, you want to stay out of the briars. Um, and the holly trees you and wanna, the big blowdowns. If, if, yeah. if there's a branch laying in your path, you obviously want you don't want to go right through that because you're going to make noise. But planning, you know, keeping your route planned and what direction you're going, and also keeping track of where the hell you're going yeah. too. You don't want to get lost. Yeah. And Onyx is beautiful, man. Onyx is, is the right. greatest invention yeah. ever. So you know, these little things are are always very helpful um, when it when it when it comes to this late season. Yeah type of hunting it's more than two steps ahead of you it's 10 steps it's ahead of you. 10 where steps am i going to go yeah. when i get over this log am i going to go left right, right straight what's yeah. and then keeping track of the wind what's the wind doing what yep. direction am if I the heading? wind shifted you might have to make a 200 300 yard detour right. and come back around if you were trying to work a bed area if, 50 yards if front. there's a place i know i'm trying to get to and the wind switches man i will easily yep. back up out of there yeah, no shortcuts to that you, yeah you, you, yeah. you got to do it right or don't do it at all right yep. yeah and then you know it beats it beats just sitting in a tree stand, you know. Sure, gives you something a little more productive wonder. to I do. Mean, it's, yeah. it, it really gets your mind going. Um, it's a, it's, it's strategizing. Correct. It's, it's fun. Um, sitting in a tree stand is chess. I yeah. mean, it is what it is. That's going to yeah. happen. You got to pay. You know, slow, methodical movements. Going into woods like it's more checkers. You kind of yeah. control your own shots. You kind of control the defense and the offense at the same time. Right. I can, I can get in here. I can get a little bit more interactive. And it's up to me if it goes wrong. Where in chess, it may not be up to you if it goes wrong. It just goes wrong. Right. That you know the other person had a better hand. Do so you, do you know how to play chess? I, I play checkers. Yeah, I, I didn't think yeah. you knew how to play chess. Oh, the dog hunting's <laughs> like playing Connect Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, it's go. right in front of me. It's laid out. Yeah, I'm good. I got you covered there. Uh, yeah, but it's you know it's a little different strategy. Just like you said, it's a little more interactive if you're tired of not killing anything, or I've killed enough deer this year. Or I just want to see what's out there. Yeah, you take and, your rifle for a walk. You know, late in the season too, it gives you depending on where you're going. Um, I'm always looking for uh, uh, good duck hunting holes and, exactly. and places good like place that. You know, trap, good place to find quail. I feel like you're always mm-hmm. you're always scouting. Yeah, always. Whenever you're out, you're always scouting. You just got to make. I metal saw a notes. grouse last week. Did you? I see one like every maybe every three years. Yep. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll see just a, a covey of quail or two quail or you might see a woodcock or you might see a black squirrel that you've never seen you might jump up walk right by oh, a fox or something or, all or, kinds of stuff you know like there. you know you'll run like if you're you'll run across a, a spot that you never really knew was a pretty good Correct. spot on the property you're like man look that is a perfect tree to climb next yep. year, next bow season mm-hmm. yeah it's deep in the woods but let I, me know, let me make a time cut a road you know, so so take some Take some um, some marker tape yeah. or whatever. Yeah, surveying Make tape a or note, trail markers. Mark you. something on your GPS, whatever. Yep. Um, we little things. A place for my whole life. It was a big, giant, I would say the whole thing was probably five to ten acres. We just called it the bowl. It was a huge bowl. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of deer got killed in the bowl. Yeah. Like three people knew how to get to it, and nobody ever went in it. And one a day, bunch of poplars around the bowl? Yeah. Okay. You know where the bowl yeah, is. Yeah, I know where the bowl is. <laughs> um, and there's, I mean, it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, beautiful. beautiful. And it's looked like that my whole life. Monster, monster timber in there. Yeah, and there's some like 40, 50 inch beech trees in there. Yeah. Huge timber. It's gorgeous. Big holly bottom, a little bit of water. And it's an awesome place to kill a deer. And I've hunted around it and killed a number of deer around it. I never went in it. And one day I was just taking my rifle for a walk. I said, let's go see what's in here. And it's just, you know, thick, gnarly holly trees, perfect little bedding area for a deer, not far from water, ton of food around. I said, this is where a good place for a big buck to die. Yeah, and like two years later, we killed like two nice deer in the same year in that same area. It's yeah, hard to just, get to. Sometimes you just find places yeah. like that, and just by finding it, you know, we cut a five hundred yard road to yeah. get to it off another road. You take a four wheeler, go in the woods a hundred yards, change your clothes, go back in, and you're you know you're way out of it. But you're kind of funneled between some pines and some oaks and a bottom and a you know, how would you think it's a eighty foot drop? The yeah. rim of that bowl. I Probably, mean, it's it's, yeah. it's in a, you know kind of ridge on each side. It's a gorgeous place to hunt, but it's just really hard to get to, and I'd never found it unless I just went went exploring one right. day. So yeah. And when I went in there, I kicked a couple of deer out, and I said, "Well, this baby might be onto something here." So how about um, moon phase? Does the moon phase matter late season? Yes, but I'm not a moon phase hunter. Yeah, I'm not a moon phase hunter either. <laughs> but you know, there's enough biologists and enough biology and enough studies out there that yeah. say that it does. Is right? It, I don't know if it's more moon phase, or I don't know if it's more barometric pressure. I don't know if it's all overall temperature. Yeah. I don't know if it's. I think it's all of moon it. rise and moon set, and yeah. what you can see after shooting light. Yeah, because you do. I have, think it's all of it combined. I work retail, I mean, so for a, me, it's, it's just being in a stand. Right. Yeah. 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 Availability. I, just being I out get there. these days to hunt. Yeah. I mean, there's anomalies all the time. Sure. We, yeah, but. Um, I don't know. I'm not exactly. 
I don't know. There's people I, in the I store like, that are believers. I feel like this it. style of hunting, the moon phase, does not no, matter. I don't think it so. It depends on what what style. What where, depends on how you're hunting. Correct. If the moon um, chart says peak feedings at three o'clock, that might be a good day to go explore a bedding area and wait. Yeah. Because he, maybe he's eating at two thirty to four, and right. he's gonna come back to his house. Um, but if it's twenty one degrees outside, he probably didn't move at all. The, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know the moon phase. And then I don't understand it. You know, I don't know if it's uh, a big moon goes over here, a waxing or waning moon, you go over there. And there's charts that explain it all yeah. for you, but I've never looked into it. And there's, I, I mean, I'm sure there's research that supports, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, supports, absolutely. you know, but I, I'm not going to let the moon dictate when I'm not no. going to be able to go hit yeah. the woods, like you said. I think your cloud cover has more to do with it than anything at all this sure. time of year. And uh, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, December 9th, 2021, it's going to be an awesome day to kill a deer. That's, uh, that's today. That's today. Because it's, in my opinion, for a late season deer, because it's if you went outside around lunchtime today, it was kind of snowy feeling, kind of gray, kind yeah. of a bunch of small stacks. It was of clouds, like that yesterday, too. Very spooky feeling. It's kind of cold, yeah. a little breezy, but it's a south wind on a cold day. I don't know exactly what that means for barometric pressure. I don't know exactly what that means for deer movement, but it's kind of odd that you get a north – you get north wind temperatures on a south wind day. Mm-hmm. It's not a heavy wind. A lot of stands that most people set up, they're set up to hunt north to northwest winds. So right. now you're, wind. So now you're the opposite. Oh, yeah. And you get a chance to hunt a deer that you couldn't have hunted before because mm-hmm. he's on the wrong end of your field or wrong end of your food plot. And it's overcast, cloudy. Clouds aren't moving real fast. It's going to get overcast and darker earlier. It's going to get dark within shooting hours. So if you've got a good scope, you got a scope that lets you shoot that last 10 minutes, I think that's when it's going to happen today. Yeah, and it was slow getting light this morning. It stayed gray until like two o'clock. As long as that buck's not dragging his feet, taking as long as his he's time. not dragging his feet. <laughs> but if you have a deer that you think is nocturnal, or you drive by the farm that you hunt, and every every day twenty minutes after shooting light, you see him standing in that field. Today might be the day he slips up, or a day like today where it's maybe it rained until two o'clock, sun never came out. It's gonna get it's gonna look dark at four thirty, and you got another forty five minutes to hunt. Yeah, that's an awesome time to to kind of cut off a nice buck and, and or any deer that's gonna come out in the field. Because he thinks it's night. He doesn't know any ever. He's He doesn't have a watch. He's just going to go out there when it looks dark. I've had a lot of success like that. Yeah. Sometimes we give him too much credit. We well, try to humanize him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't do that. He's just a deer. The more you try to figure him out, that's <laughs> right. Feel. That's right. He's just a deer, man. That's right. Yeah. But I um, like it, hunting the, hunting the, when it gets light, late in the day or dark early in the day. Okay. That's a good way to catch them kind of off guard. So another thing to do is, uh, consider using the biology the science in your favor and you said december 9th so technically right about now is in most places if there is a second rut it should be right it now. should be right about now occur anywhere from like december 1 through the 15th yep. somewhere in there about right? anywhere up to mid-december yep. is well, what they those say those are on a four-week cycle right 28 day cycle. Yeah, and it depends. And in some places, too, I've heard it's as late as Christmas. It's Mm -hmm. late December. It just sometimes it's just the way it is. East to west. Yeah. So it may be in right now and maybe won't come in Powhatan until another two or three days. Right. I I can't really confirm if it's in or out right now, but I've, in the last couple of days, I've seen some buck activity. I have seen more buck activity on cameras non nighttime. This is daytime, late Mm -hmm. morning uh, in the last several days. Um, We've actually seen more fresh scrapes. Yep. I got a scrape. My house has been clean for two months. Yeah. And I think, you know, these, like you said, these, these, these younger does are, they're coming in. You know, and, and that's and, a good and point. They don't too. know they don't know the ball game either. Where you're so if you, yeah, if right. you, if so you you're can, hitting on something there. If you catch right. a younger doe out in the field, doesn't know what's happening. That's the thing. Boom, user's a live decoy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because younger younger does, they have not been around. They don't have nope. the experience. They're not as wary as those older does. They're stomping their feet and blowing. They don't at know you. they're being chased. Yeah. And that buck, he can't help it. If she's mm-hmm. an estrus, he's gonna follow. That's right. right. So a younger doe it, it can can really mess you up. Now, come mess him up. Now you were also talking about you've seen more activity here lately. The areas that you hunt, you know, I, I know one of the things you can do in your favor if you have multiple areas to hunt and you have an area where your buck to doe ratio is, is whacked out right. to the point where you have a lot more does. Well, you know, from a biologically speaking standpoint, you're going to have a greater opportunity for a more intense secondary rut there because the more does you right. have and the fewer bucks you have, the fewer do- the more does got missed. Yeah. So right. the more if you have a chance back. to hunt a herd of does, hunt them. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Put so, yourself in that situation. So, really yeah, pe- people don't put that into perspective your is 
how important your buck doe ratio is, mm-hmm. one. But if you have a uh, a very large number of does in your population, they're not all going to get bred in the early, especially in, the young in the, ones. In the first one, in, yep. especially the early, especially the young ones. So, what's that tell you? Well, one, maybe you should work on that doe population earlier bit. in the year, mm-hmm. or just thin them out. Period. Yep. yep. To help you out next year. So I've got two properties that I hunt in in Hanover County. Uh, one of them, we get pictures of bucks all year long. And one of the gentlemen that, that I hunt there with, you, you know him. Yeah. Uh, man, he's, he's hard on a, on some bucks. Right. Uh, but we see very few does. And then I hunt another piece of property that it's it's nothing to see 15 to 20 doe in a field in the evening. It's, yeah. That, Not a antler in sight. And that, exactly. Yep. But that, this time of year, once we get to the secondary That's rut, what you need. That's where I'm concentrating. Yep. I'm right. concentrating on that herd of does. Exactly. Not all of them got bred. It, no. Exactly. And I think late, late late second rut if there if there is a second rut and if it ever goes out i think you'll just catch deer being deer just like they are in the summer i think what you see in august is probably similar to what you see in december they'll just naturally fall back together yeah so well, the after, bucks will the bucks will start uh yeah all that testosterone is going they're yep. just they're not a buck anymore they're just a deer mm-hmm. when so they'll fall back in the herd you might have might have had that six or seven pack of does and you've had them all year and you let them go and some of them got bred some of them didn't get bred Big bucks, little bucks, doesn't matter. All all those does hanging together. I just think slowly those deer will start getting back together. Then then probably falls right in line with everything getting super cold, everything herding up, everything sleeping on top of each other, staying warm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Sorry, deer, deer are frustrating, man. You checking your notes? No, I was just checking something. Yeah, because it was <laughs> it's a good thing. No, no, because you. That's right. I, no, I wish you guys could see this. This yeah. is an empty box top that he was supposed to be taking notes on. This yep, is, this is great. No, I think you what you would just Todd, what you would just hit on, I had highlighted in this article here. Um, Man, feel smart for once. Is that article written by Todd Sadler? (laughs) (laughs) So they talk about um, it's from the um, I think it's the National Deer Association. Yeah, so they said research has shown that doe fawns have to reach a certain size, approximately 70 to 80 pounds, before they are ready to breed. Yep. So, obviously, too, if you have a uh, healthy healthy yeah, dogs that are, that are yeah. they're eating mm-hmm. eating well all year, Which too. your food sources, right? Mm-hmm. It means a lot of your younger does will, will reach that, I guess, maturity mm-hmm. um, sooner with, with um, the right nutrition. And they also said that... There's a study, I think, it, it was down in Mississippi State. They quote, it says, uh, they found that heavy pressure on bucks without doe harvest created an environment where the rut was occurring later than average, and that areas that practiced QDM, quality deer management, had median breeding dates that averaged two weeks earlier than areas that were buck exploited. It says, uh, this helps show that the doe-buck ratio absolutely matters when it comes to what you as a hunter observe for rutting activity, and that you should try to keep it balanced by harvesting the right number of bucks and does, or it will have a negative effect on breeding dates. Hmm. So there's research to support what we're talking about. Yeah. Too many bucks throws your rut out of whack. Right? Is that what I heard? Too many. Too many bucks. Too many bucks? Oh, you want the right number. With the right the, number of bucks, right, and you need to kill some does. Right. You need to kill enough does. Exactly. Yep. Okay. It goes back to I what, what why, Matt said. Yeah. You know, shoot them does, man. I wonder why too many does would throw your rut out of sequence. I don't know. Just rhetorically, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. They didn't get into that. Okay. I'm going to have to call these fools. That's why they're the scientists. That's that's why we got biologists. That's why we got We're people. just the guys to pull the trigger. Uh, bingo. Good so, um... You know, we talked about styles of hunting, um, tracking, stalking, things like that, um, hunting over food sources. Um, we also, how about some other tactics? You can try the exact opposite. Oh. Hell with the wind, hell with the weather. I'm going to hunt try wherever I luck. can, and I'm going to get the biggest, the longest range gun I'm comfortable shooting. There you go. I'm going to cover the most amount of acreage I can cover. Crank the heater up in mm-hmm. the... Uh, Blind and in the just, big uh, blind and sit and wait, sit and watch this field. Play, uh, play on your phone. And yeah, play Xbox while you're waiting. <laughs> on the and, and you know, and it's, and, and it's both of those are probably laughing. equally you good strategies. Right. We're, you, we're we're sitting here laughing yep. about this, and, and you know, there'll be people out here listening to this that are rolling their eyes, going, "Oh my God!" Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean that 
bottom line, end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You cannot kill a deer if you are not hunting. Correct. Yep. You have to be out there. Got to be And there. whether it's in your stand, whether it's in your box blind, whether it's on your bucket, yep. whether it's with your tail sitting on the ground freezing, your chances of killing them at home are zero. Correct. So just just up. getting out there and holding a gun goes away. I mean, are you perfect? I'm not perfect. Those deer aren't perfect no. either. They got a lot of things going for them right now. You know, with their with their ability to to use the wind and to correct you, their eyes yeah, and their nose. They have yeah. a sixth sense. You know, whatever. But yeah, no, they screw up too. Yeah, they screw up too. And you got to be there when he gets when yeah. he messes. And that's up. it. Yeah. You got to be there yep. when they do. So my late season tactic, if I were to have one, would be the last option we gave: getting a tree as far away as I can. As far as I'm comfortable shooting, watch this whole big field. I don't know how much food is left. I know there's some deer in the area. I know there's a uh, nice buck in the area. I know there's some does bedding close by. I'm going to sit and wait and watch. Uh, I'm prepared to shoot as far as I need to shoot, and here he comes. I'm just watching as much as I can watch, seeing everything I can see. But I'm not seeing in the woods. I'm not seeing what's going on in that creek 40 yards behind me. I'm watching 450 yards in front of me. So he might just slip right by me. I, I could walk in and walk out and the deer never move. You ever wondered how many deer have – how many big bucks have – I, I think about this almost every time I still hunt. Have you ever wondered just your your attention is on something else? You get distracted. Right behind you. You're watching something. How many how many oh, man. monsters and make you sick have probably snuck by you or you never even knew that they were there? Yep. I know. Am I the only one that thinks about that? I'm sure. I I bet the biggest deer ever is on the hoof right now. Will never get killed, and he's just smarter than everybody else. He just got lucky. To go back on your late season tactics, where to find deer, bedding areas. Please, everybody respect the posted sign. But later in the year, as the pressure goes up, they get closer and closer and closer to houses. If you hunt close to a house that's got thick woods around it, that's an awesome place to kill a deer awesome place to shoot a deer i know i know that the dog hunters will put pressure and back them up towards houses i would assume hunting or shooting pressure mm-hmm. would do the same thing but man it just drives them into uh more populated areas because they know they're safe right there they know they're not going to get any any heat on them yeah. yeah i mean i know my my tactics change up a little bit going to this time of year i'm a bow hunter at heart you know that's what i enjoy and you know that early part of the year i'm in the woods i'm in those tight thick areas you know just the trails the thoroughfares things like that where i feel like i've, I've got good game camera action and, and all More that pattern yeah, uh, I've, yeah i've got them kind of patterned there you know 30 yard shots at the longest you know muzzleloader i get to a little bit more open woods things like that i'm hunting mm-hmm. oak flats things of that nature and then this time of year i know that you know i think Almost subconsciously, I'm not. I'm not doing it thinking I'm hunting late season. It's just yeah. over the years, I've, I've, you know, I fall in the patterns as well. Um, I'm hunting those field edges. Mm-hmm. I'm concentrating on areas where you know between bedding areas and food sources. It's um, a little tiny traffic area. Yeah, yep. you know, but I, but I make sure you know I do hunt longer fields mm-hmm. and things like that. I try to hunt the properties where I know I've got a lot more doe because um, I feel that's that's going to be an attraction there as well. Um, you know, your thicker areas versus you know my, your open hardwoods. I, I I change things up. You know that from that standpoint as well too. So yeah, I think everybody has you know their own version of their late season sure. tactics. And then some people have no strategy at all. It's they like going to work. Them, they yeah. just they go out hunting. And like, the same thing like they go to done. work. They just go sit the same place every mm-hmm. time, and that's fine. And yeah. You know what? That's when a lot of the luck comes into play. Yeah, exactly. Some people could care less which way the wind's blowing because, I don't know, you, you all probably agree with me. In Virginia, it's like yesterday evening. That damn wind switched on me like it came out of every damn direction. It blew direction out of every – all I hunted yesterday, too. And, I mean, now it wasn't blowing hard. Mm-mm. It wasn't blowing hard. All it was, four it was directions. A, it was actually a beautiful evening to sit. It was. It was a beautiful evening. Uh, but – yeah, I mean that's that's the frustrating part, and then that starts getting in your head. Is well, the damn wind screwed me up. The damn wind screwed Correct. me up. Well, not if a deer walks out. No, yeah, not. it's so, it's hard to play, man. It's really hard to so, play. So yeah, some people don't have a strategy, but you know, is 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 your late season strategy different than your early season strategy? I think in a lot of cases, yes, yeah. it is, because during the first rut, the the strategy is to just be there. Mm-hmm. In my yeah, opinion, be in a tree. You be get close. there where you know there's does. Mm-hmm. That's that's where you need to be, and chances are you're gonna you're gonna catch one slipping, yep. acting foolish, and and there you go. But if for for guys like me and you, Todd, who haven't had a lot of luck so far this year, yeah, uh, not in Virginia, yeah, not I, I did not well in, in New Mexico, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just want to get that in there. The pressure's on, you know, because some people have uh, some people that you know 
took care of, got the pressure off their back earlier. That's right, man. You know. hey, it could be worse, though. It could be Garrett Dahl. It could be. Yeah. So shout out to Garrett Dahl. <laughs> um, Garrett, we hope you're listening to this podcast because we did this for you, buddy. Uh, Garrett's had a he's had a rough couple years. Yeah, couple, yeah, three years, three. Yeah, I think at least three, right? Yeah. And, and by rough, I mean if there's anyone out there that could reach out to Garrett Dahl and maybe give him some more insight on how to harvest a deer in Virginia, um, <laughs> just from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. just early season, late help, season. Help a brother out, man. Yeah, just just keep this. Uh, just keep replaying this podcast, uh, Garrett. And this is gonna. It's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna help information you. in here. There's a little nugget in here somewhere. Do a little bit of everything though, where you're like run and going and stop and wait and roll around and you know that's that's how we kill all our deer. Right. That's what you did in uh, Mexico. Could yeah. be worse. Yeah. It's so, hard. You got to have, and probably the easiest point we didn't hit on, you have to have deer to yeah. kill deer as the hunting gets Sometimes harder. you just got to go where you know there's Correct. deer. You have got to to kill a deer, especially when the hunting gets tough, you got to have deer. And, and you don't want to leave deer to find deer. Maybe you're not shooting enough does. Maybe you're not shooting enough does. I'm a big, big fan of the doe killing. Yep. The way the way my so, luck's well, been is well, it's hard, man. It's no doe season. Well, if you I just, go if I go out with my mindset, you know what? Today's going to be a I'll doe like day. I'm going to shoot a doe. I'm going to get some. I'm going to put some meat, or I'm going to put some in the hunters for the hungry you trailer. You know, as soon as you trip that trigger, big boy standing right nope. at the edge of woods. It's all like, it's all spikes and oh yeah, and four pointers yep. and little sixes. Little promising I'll deer. see more young bucks on a doe day than yep. out. You know, it, it's the doe killing is such a balancing act and well i don't think there's a right or wrong because you want to shoot them early with your bow and I you, well, you want to shoot mature does you want to shoot big does and they're even even harder to kill like yes, big yeah. doe is harder cool. to kill than big buck absolutely i mean i'm only lucky the places i hunt is that there's more does than there are bucks so the only reason i kill them. yeah they're way it, harder to kill so if you go into strategy whether you're hunting a, a mature buck or a doe or whatever it is um aside from the the second rut which there's some you know, I think you, I think you treat the second rut just like you do the first. Yeah, I don't know I if I, I don't know tighter. about rattling. I've I've heard of recently uh, within the last three or four days. I don't know how much truth there is to it, but a a giant was killed not far from here, and the guy was rattling, and the deer came to mm-hmm. him, ran to him because he evidently heard the rattling. Yeah. Now you know that could just could have been a coincidence. Could have been a coincidence, mm-hmm. whatever. But this is the time of year you need to throw all your tricks at them. Yeah, I think I'd be more. I mean, if, if you're going to try rattling, I think you could probably, if you see it, if you see a buck, you might can pull him see in how fifty he, yards. See his reaction yep. to it, even a small buck. See, see mm-hmm. if he responds to it, and then go from there. But um, I don't know if I'm big on the rattling. But grunting, I think grunting's yep. can be a, yeah, a benefit. Get, get the grunt tube back out of the bag. Absolutely. Um, I'm a not, doe bleat, a fawn bleat yeah. is not a bad idea. They're they're kind of separated now, but it may kind of be like a homing call. He said, "Where's my mom at? Where's my buddy at?" Yep. I think you could. I think it's, it's worth a try. Some people like to use confidence decoys, uh, just mm-hmm. a doe with their a feeding doe decoy. That's which, absolutely. I'd love to try one one day. Yeah. I, I think next year I'll try it some. Um, it, it may not work every it time. It may not work, but it may depends on how much pressure I think an Correct. area sees. And I think every time you make a call or try out a new scent or a new decoy or something, you always run the risk of running off deer. But are you going to run off more than you see? Yep. I don't know. Every time you hit a grunt call and you're going after a 140 deer, you'll probably blow out every other deer that doesn't think he can win that fight. If you, yeah, I've hit grunt calls and had nothing but spikes and four-pointers rolling. So they're either ready for a fight or they just, they just don't know. You know, they've never heard that sound before. So I think it's all a lot of curiosity, too. A lot of curiosity. Well, have we missed anything so far? I'm sure we have. I think we've sure got we it, man. I think we've about got it. When it's, it's it's hard to kill them late in the year. It is. Very hard. I mean, it's hard to kill them plain any time. and simple. It, I mean, it's not it's not an easy task. But no. um, all right. And, and of course, the last day of the season is one it's one of the worst days of the year, in my opinion. I, I hate it. It's it's I'm, I'm it's a miserable feeling knowing yeah. that, that that's, knowing that's, that's the, the end. last day. It's like the day after Christmas for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for you, exactly. you get two days after Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But man. it's a it's a almost always a sign of relief because everybody's broken down and the woods need a break and you know your old lady's probably mad you haven't been home in five weeks. That's and, why I got a bird dog, boy. Right. Yeah, yeah, you can keep right. going, man, and, and well, you know, you know and picks you know, up with the other seasons. Beyond rabbit that, hunting, waterfowl hunting, yeah, rabbit hunting and duck else. hunting and uh, goose hunting, and then yeah. of course. Um, you know, you can shoot the coyotes year round. You shoot coyotes year round. You know, and then of course the down south, I think you know you get a lot more uh, the, the hog hunters down there, yep. which I think eventually will eventually we'll have, have that problem. problem in the next ten years. Yeah, we'll have that problem eventually. Um, but all right, so balls out, last hunt of the year. What's your what's your tactic going to be? 
Andrew. Last day? Last day or I'm just going last with the club, the man. Turn every dog loose. Let's shoot what we can shoot. Yeah? That's it. If I'm sitting in the tree stand, I'm, brown I'm taking it. down? Brown is down. Well, yeah, yeah, if it's brown, it's down. <laughs> um, if I'm at home, I'm hunting. I'm going where I think he is last day. Yeah. I don't care if it wins Just going right, with your gut. Don't care. I might go for a walk. I might bring a shotgun and a rifle. Shotgun across Depends my on the lap. weather. Rifle. Uh, land against a rail. If he walks right under me, I'm ready. If he's out there 200 yards, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm going with the club because that's my greatest chance of success in the area that I hunt. Don't see it happen. Don't no, see don't it make happen. it happen. Don't. don't what, did, what did Jerry say? Don't said, make it don't happen. Don't make it happen. Watch it happen. Don't make it happen. Yeah. Watch it happen. So I get to listen to it happen. Yeah. Make it happen and watch it happen. Oh, yeah. It's a. That's not for everybody, but that's where I'm going last day because that's normally a last day event. You well, know, and a, it's, everybody hunts, yeah, and everybody brings the dogs. And it's friendship and all that. Turns good loose stuff. at four o'clock, you end up chasing dogs till nine thirty, ten o'clock. But yeah. that's fun, man. Don't miss that. It's fun. No, well, they're not my dogs either. So I, <laughs> when it's time to leave, I get Todd. To leave. Last day. What are you doing? Ah, last day. Last uh, hunt. Last day. What's last hunt. Um, I'm changing up. I'm gonna be on the uh, be on the big field with the two man stand. I'm gonna have my uh, my sidekick. I'm gonna have my, my son with me. There you go. I'm gonna a set up here with a rifle. See Very comfortable. Get. Lots of snacks, maybe a tablet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let him uh, let him entertain himself there, there at go. least till that last hour. There you go. Yep. See if we can pick one off. That's, yeah. that's the goal. I'm going home invasion. Yeah, going in. Home invasion, baby. Yep. You might have to go kick him up yourself. Yeah. yeah All right. It's it's frustrating, man. We'll see. It is. Um, well, thanks, guys, for being here on yeah, this man. one. Uh, hopefully, Garrett, I uh, hope this helps you. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, anybody else listening, I uh, hope this helps you, too. You know, it's uh, it's a challenging time of year to hunt, um, It's, but it's still, I think it's fun. It's, um, it's still better than working. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an yeah. old cliche, yeah, but it's exactly. still better than working. It's better than yeah. working. Yeah, I got uh, the itch to go today. I was, I'm starting to, <clears throat> I'm starting to get a little cough. From yeah, I'm starting a little to get tickle a tickle in your throat. Yeah. Better roll, boy. Run out of time. Yeah, I'm gonna miss it today. I'm gonna miss it today. Yeah, so yeah. that's probably to leave us on this last note. You don't know where the deer are walking. You don't know their pattern. You know they're kind of nocturnal. I think if you're gonna hunt and later in the year, if the days are short. I know it's hard to get off work early. You got to be in that stand ready to shoot before you think it's going to happen. Yeah. If you think you're going to walk in that stand, I'm going to hunt the last 30 minutes, it may happen. You may get very, very, very lucky. But you probably need to be in there well before you think it's going to happen because the woods are loud. You know, all that cover is mm-hmm. going. The leaves are loud. The woods are loud. Let it settle. You make a whole lot of noise, more noise now than you did two weeks ago. So I think you need to be in there, be comfortable, and just let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Running, watching a field for 20 minutes at the end of daylight, you can kill them like that, but I don't think it's your best move. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, guys. Yeah, man. Good luck. Good luck uh, rest all. of the season. Uh, happy holidays. 15, Merry, day, yeah. 15 days. 18 yeah. Oh, yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What's the 15, countdown? Yeah, yeah. 15 days, seven hours, 57 minutes, 24, 23. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Very good. All right. Good luck to Garrett Dahl, too. If That's anybody right. sees Garrett Dahl, uh, local disc jockey in our radio station at K95, um, we've been trying to help him out, you know, give him some support. Maybe uh, some people beyond help. Give him some uh, throw, throw some <laughs> luck. <laughs> throw some luck his way. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby; it's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and learn more about Green Top at GreenTopHuntFish.com.